the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad that you're listening to the show. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T. Actually, it's phonetically perfect, so it's Cynthia Hyatt. It's easy to remember. I want you to make sure that you check out the website. We have so many things there for you. We have study guides that correspond with each of the podcasts, We have people that like to do it as a group, you know, like on a Wednesday night or a Saturday night or something. And so I want you to also take advantage of what we have on Instagram. And we have Instagram Lives, some short ones, some, you know, maybe fairly long ones. But they're all in order for you to really be the best version of you and for you to really be equipped with what you need to be the best version of you. So today's show, I decided I wanted to do one about love. And it kind of turned into, here's the title, Let Them Love You. Let them love you. Now, how many times do we resist people loving us? Or we, you know, don't trust it. Or we think it should be, could be, would be, ought to be, if only then. So I want, I want you to really say, hey, I'm going to let people love me. So who's them? Well, anyone can be them. Love can come from anyone, anywhere. When grace is extended and kindness is given, it can be a random compliment or even a smile. So I want you to acknowledge it. I want you to accept it. Whether you believe it or not is not nearly as important as you recognizing that that was a gesture of love. So don't steal from the person and, you know, their desire to extend grace or mercy or or just an act of kindness toward you. God is constantly reminding us that love covers a multitude of sin. 
So when we say love covers, uh, what does that really mean? Well, if you say that something covers or hides the multitude of sin, you're implying that it hides something unattractive or does not reveal the true nature of something. But if we look at this as covering versus hiding, see, covering is a gift of grace. It means that those who love us won't expose our ugliness if and while we're working on repentance and change. See, God puts no time limits on those attempting to change. This in and of itself is difficult to fathom. See, I want to run from my proclivities, my selfishness, my absence of integrity. I mean, you know, all those things that maybe I want to do in the dark and hope that no one finds out. Well, it's a beautiful thing that this perfect God we have is willing to be with me and willing to help me while I change. So allow those who love you to support you as you aspire to be the best version of you. See, no one can do it alone. I, I, I myself would like to do it alone. I would like to kind of go hide somewhere, get all, you know, get my act together, and then show up as this perfect version of myself. It's not even possible. It's, it's, a, it's a fairy tale. And so I want you to really be saying to yourself, one of the things that helps me aspire to be the best version of me is allowing others to love me when I might not be that attractive. So I think this is important for you to think about. If you find that, you know, there are strings attached, you can say no. Or I wish you would have told me you were needing or wanting something in return. You know, if that's the case, I can say, well, then what can I do? If you can't do what they're expecting, just let them know in the future. It would be helpful to know what you're needing or wanting in return as a way to clarify whether or not I have the ability to respond in kind. Otherwise, I'm set up for impossible failure. So you've heard the term random acts of kindness. Now, why may it seem easier to accept kindness from a stranger than from our own, you know, tribe? Well, maybe because we don't feel indebted to a stranger. And maybe we don't feel like they know us as well as everybody else does. And so it also may be a boundary issue. See, are you continuing or deciding for them, you know, what they're expecting in return? See, if someone's kind to me, I don't immediately assume that they're wanting something back in kind. Now, if I want to be kind toward them as well, I can do that. But just an act of kindness doesn't necessarily mean that you owe the person something. So why may it seem easier to accept kindness from a stranger? Why would that be? I mean, and, you know, it can be things like, I feel like I need to repay them in some way. It feels like maybe the payment that that means the most to them is maybe something I can't give. But maybe you need to recognize that the payment that means the most to them is probably you continuing to live as a changed person due to their kindness towards you. See, the payoff is that 
people change and the world gets better. That, that's the payoff. So don't feel that you owe someone if they do a good deed or give you a compliment. Simply say thank you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. And that, that is one of the most amazing things humans can do for one another. It are these little random acts of kindness that just make the world a softer, gentler place. So let's think about this. Be kind enough to say thank you authentically. And practice not reading into things more than what you need to. So if you feel like you don't deserve it, don't insult the person who gave it to you. You know, because you're, you're believing negative feelings and you're going to steal the joy they had in giving you this compliment or gesture or act of kindness. So let the love that they're extending to you heal insecurities, heartaches, or shame that you may have. Now, it may not be enough, but it is a great start. And it gives you the courage to say, you know, maybe I can receive things from people. And knowing that what I receive from them may not be perfect. But it's, you know, we did that show before on spitting out the seeds. You know, the watermelon is so wonderfully tasty, but it's got all the seeds in it, right? So do we throw out the watermelon? No, we throw out the seeds. So think about that when you experience any acts of kindness or love on your part. And that you think to yourself, why would they give that to me? What I would say to you is maybe they're just a kind person. Maybe they enjoy doing it. I don't know. But it's really okay to just accept it. You don't have to complicate it and think that now I owe that person. I should probably do something. I should probably tell them something nice about them. I should probably come up with some kind of compliment I can give to them because they complimented me. And see, this is how we really, really complicate things. What if you just said thank you? Gosh, that made my day. Thank you. That feels great. Thank you for doing that, for even thinking that. Thank you for taking the time to tell me. So this is where we want to say to ourselves. Be kind enough to say thank you authentically and practice not reading into things more than you need to because you end up stealing from yourself when you do that. When you overanalyze gestures, you, you end up stealing the goodness of it because here's the thing. If it's done in a manipulative manner, you know, you can always say no. So I don't have to judge and gauge and, and, you know, withhold, you know, just so that I can make sure it's safe enough to accept a compliment. What if I just accepted the compliment and moved on with my day? Right? So thank you. Thank you. It means a lot to people when you say thank you. So be kind. Be willing to love others. Now, the better your boundaries are, the more loving you will be and the more loving you can be. So this is what's really important when we're thinking about this and about boundaries, is how can we be this loving person and we know that we still don't do everything right? And then we start to get insecure and we think, well, you know, what, what do I have to give them? And are they going to think it's weird? And so you want to think about this. Loving someone doesn't mean you're committed to them. <coughs> Excuse me. It doesn't mean that like from now on, now we're married or something. It means that I'm extending grace 
And when I extend grace, it doesn't mean they owe me anything. So it's the same for you. If you're willing to love others, you know, the better your boundaries are, the more loving you can be because you know where you end and they begin. And you're not trying to get something from them because you are extending grace. See, if you're doing something with the goal that you'll get something back, people usually can feel that. They may not want to. They may want to ignore it and think that maybe you're genuine. But if you're giving something to get something, it really doesn't work. And people feel it. They feel it in their gut. So loving someone doesn't mean you're committed to them. And extending grace doesn't mean that they owe you anything. So when we consider this idea of love and extending love and letting people feel loved by us, which doesn't mean I'm now in some deep, big relationship with them. I can just be loving, which means I can laugh at a stupid joke, which means I can say thank you when you open the door for me. So this is Cynthia I with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about Let Them Love You. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. If you are just tuning in, we have about three more segments to go. So you've only missed the first part of it. And you can always go to any of your favorite podcast servers and download any of the shows and you can listen to them in their entirety. We also have study guides. If you want to do it as a group, you can listen to the show. And then we have some study guides that help you walk through that. And you can do it with a group, like I said, or you can do it individually as well. And it just kind of helps to seat it into your being so that it becomes a part of you and it becomes natural for you. So today we are talking about this idea of let them, quote unquote them, love you. And see, who is them? Who's them? Well, anyone can be them. And so we can also be one of those people that is them, I can do loving gestures to people, kind gestures to people. I can, I can help them out at the grocery store. I can open doors for people. I can smile at them. I can pick up something if they dropped it. See, these are acts of love. And so it's highly imperative for, for you and I as humans, the way God has made us is that it is natural for us to love other people mammals, right? How much do we love our pets? And so this is why it's imperative that you say to yourself, I need to be honest and true to how I'm created. And the way that God has created people, that he's created them to love. We're made in his image and he is a loving God. So when we think about who is them, it really can be anyone can be your family, it can be your best friend, it can be your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your child, your pet, it can be anyone. It could be a stranger. So love can come from anyone. It can come from anywhere. Because it's this idea of grace that's extended and kindness being given. 
It might be something like, you know, a random compliment. You know, if you're at the grocery store and they say, hey, wow, you look great. Now, unfortunately, we're kind of a little skittish about doing things like that, which is very sad because humans need to be seen. So I don't want you to get all caught up in, well, maybe I'm not allowed to do that. Maybe they'll take it wrong. When you are coming from a place in your heart that is really, really sincere, that is honest, they'll feel the same thing. And so you don't have to make a big, you know, show of it. You can just simply walk away. You don't, you don't have to like now converse for the next hour. So think about this, that God is constantly reminding us that love covers a multitude of sin because God is kind. So when you think about this multitude of sin, right? <laughs> well, it's implying that, it, that this love is hiding something that's unattractive or that this kind of love, it doesn't reveal maybe the true nature of something until it's time. And so love is a wonderful thing and it's quite multifaceted. So when we think about covering or hiding, we're not talking about covering and hiding because we don't want to take responsibility for something. It means I'm covering someone while they're figuring something out, while they're practicing, while they're being educated. So it's a gift of grace. It means that I don't want to expose people in, 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 an, in an ugly way. I don't want to just, like, you know, show them naked to the world. I want to help them know how to express themselves in a way that will cause people to be drawn toward them and also as a way to be honest. And so it means that, that what these people that we love, ourselves included, that we're careful about exposing. And so we have to understand that God puts no time limits on those of us that are attempting to change. Unfortunately, you know, we may not have the same endurance for others, and we need to really work on that. See, this is while we're attempting to do these things, and this in and of itself can be difficult to fathom, that we're even trying. So God is willing to be with me and willing to help me while I change. This is what we want to do for others. Now, I'm not talking about the person in your life that is a fool, that pretends that they want to change but don't really want to change. They just want to pretend to change so that you'll, you know, just go with it and you will tolerate whatever they're doing. We're not talking about that. We're talking about loving someone just simply because they deserve love, because they're a human, because they belong to someone. And if they don't belong to anyone that they can really count on here on earth, they belong to God. So we allow those who love us to support us. No one, no one can do it alone. So here's the thing. If we find that there are strings attached, you can say no. And when we've talked about random acts of kindness, I want you to think about it kind of seems easier to do it with a stranger or to receive it from a stranger than from our own, you know, people group because we don't, you know, have to necessarily return something. We don't have to respond necessarily. We don't have to feel indebted to the stranger. 
So you can always ask and you can say, hey, I'd like to repay you in some way. And truthfully, the payment that might mean the most to them is you continuing to live as a changed person due to their kindness. So don't feel that you owe someone if they do a good deed or give you a compliment. Simply say thank you. It means a lot to me that you said that. So be kind enough to say thank you authentically and practice not reading into things more than you need to. And if you feel like you don't deserve it, don't insult the person who gave it to you because you're believing negative feelings. Let the love they're extending to you heal whatever insecurities, heartaches, or shame you may have. See, be willing to love others. And the better your boundaries are, the more loving you can be. Loving someone doesn't mean you're committed to them, and extending grace to them doesn't mean that they owe you something. When I love someone, that doesn't mean that it's automatically a relationship. I can do a loving gesture. Think of all of our, 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 you know, army and fire and police. You know, they're doing loving things even though we don't feel it all the time because they're doing it because they want to be that kind of person. They want to help the person, protect the person that's in need. And they're not always expecting a thank you. They're doing it because that's what they feel called to do. Well, all of us should be called to love our neighbor as ourself, right? We are called to do that. So the better that we learn to love, the more we recognize that it's a gift and that we want to accept the gesture and we want the one that we are extending it to to accept our gesture and be grateful for it. And if they're not grateful, I still feel good that I did it. So don't allow suspicion to steal it from you. I mean, maybe they do have a motive, I don't know. But you have a choice as to how you are going to perceive it. So if there's invisible chains and cords or undisclosed expectations, you can simply ignore it. See, that's the boundary. I don't have to be a mind reader. I don't have to figure out why they're giving it to me. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about this language of love. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in and for sharing the radio show with your friends and family and really taking advantage of so many of the things that we have for you at the, on the website. My assistants do a great job, and they always tell me not to tell you anything about them, but they are fantastic. And so I want you to really just indulge yourself in the website. There are many things there that are there to help you. And today we are talking about this idea of love and let them love you. And so, so many times, because love is kind of a vulnerable feeling, we have a tendency to put a lot of qualifications on it. And so one of the reasons that I titled this show, Let Them Love You, is because I want you to think about them. Who's them? Them is everybody. Them is anybody. And so I don't want you to put all kinds of qualifications on kind gestures or who's giving it to you and, and thinking, well, I can't really trust that anyway, so I'm not going to receive it. 
I just want you to say to yourself, hey, wow, that's wonderful. I'm not going to read too much into it. <clears throat> I'm not going to feel like I have to qualify it. I'm not going to feel like I, I need to chase down the person and give them something back in return. I'm just going to enjoy what was given to me. It's kind of the same way that the rain, you know, the earth feels when, it, when the rain rains on it. It's a gift. It's a loving gesture. So if you find that there maybe are strings attached, you really can use the word no. And we have a great podcast on letting no be your best friend. And so I recommend that you certainly listen to that one because it is very helpful. It helped me tremendously as I was learning to say no. And that no was actually a very kind word if I'm using it correctly. So we're talking about this idea of love languages and being willing to love others. And the better our boundaries are, the more loving we can be. And loving someone doesn't necessarily mean you're committed to them. And extending grace to someone doesn't mean they owe you anything. And so when we think about a love language, I'm sure you've heard about this a lot. And I want you to think about if it's a gift, then we accept the gesture and we're grateful for the thought. And we don't let suspicion seep into, you know, our mind and our heart. And all of a sudden, we like have now decimated the gift that they gave us because of our suspicion or our fear or maybe our lack of confidence. So I want you to say to yourself, I don't know, maybe they do have a motive. Does it make any difference? You're not trying to have a, a deep, intimate relationship. You're not, you're not marrying them, right? So you still have a choice as to how you perceive it. And so if there is invisible chains and cords, right, then you can set a boundary. But I don't have to be a mind reader, and I'm not going to try. And this is why when we think about this idea of kindness, I want you to remind yourself, God is kind. You be kind. And I love that verse because kindness supports peace. And peace loves to linger. See, peace is a quality that expands. Kindness is a quality that, that is catching. So think about that again. Peace is a quality that expands. And kindness is a quality that's catching. See, if I'm kind to you, you have a tendency to be more kind to the people that you meet the, the following day or in that day. So once you receive it, we as humans are compelled to give it back. And that's being made in the image of God. So kindness is a quality that's catching. See, God is a God of peace. He only, only goes to war if and when there is a need to protect, restore, save those who are oppressed, harmed, wounded, injured, and needing of some kind of rescue. That's when God goes to war. So when you think about the love chapter and practicing this on yourself, on others, it makes it easier and more natural to give it to others. See, the more I practice it to myself, the more, I don't know, literate I become in it. The easier it is for me to love a stranger and the easier it is for me to love someone that I've known for years that maybe can drive me crazy. 
So I want you to practice this idea of kindness and let yourself be kind. Let, you, let yourself be one of them that love others. And when they are willing to love you, I want you to accept it. I don't want you to make it anything more than a gesture. And this is why it's so imperative that we relax, that we enjoy being a human, that we enjoy the planet God has given us, knowing that he's overseeing all of it, and he has a great plan. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last segment as we talk more about love. Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm your host for Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me. If you're just now tuning in, you can go to the website or to any of your favorite podcast servers and download the podcast, and they're all called Conversations with Cynthia, and then they have the subtitles so that you know what show it really is. And you can listen to the show in its entirety as well. You can also email it to people, and you can do groups with it. Excuse me. We have lots of people that have decided to do it as a study. And so they listen to the show. We have handouts that are available on the website that you can download that kind of pose questions that go with the show. So you can do it in, you know, in even more depth. So today we're talking about this idea, this concept of let them love you. And so I chose the word them because them encompasses everybody. So let them love you, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's the person at the grocery store, your mechanic, your child, your pet, your neighbor, your best friend, clients, whatever it is. Don't get in the way of them loving you. And it doesn't have to be some big romantic, you know, deep love gesture. It's a matter of kindness. It's a matter of forgiveness. Do I forgive people quickly? And see, this is important when we're thinking about love. So one of the ways that that we have considered love is through this wonderful book, and I know you know what I'm talking about. It's What Are the Five Love Languages? And so I think it's really helpful to go through these because it is one of the ways that we let them love us because we have to recognize that many times... Even if we know, you know, those, those love languages, sometimes we want to love people in the language that we feel loved, and we forget to find out how they feel loved. So knowing your friends, your partners, your spouse, your, you know, your children, your neighbors, your coworkers, knowing what their love language is can really strengthen the relationship. And I'm not meaning that you make best friends with everybody. What I mean is that if they interact with you, they're going to feel better with the next person because they will take with them what they encountered with you. So we must recognize that many times we might be loving them in a way that we want to be loved. So this is why when we let people love us, it may not be really what we want or need. So you will need to decide whether you simply accept the gesture of love or if you want deeper intimacy. And if you want deeper intimacy with that person, you will need to explain 
what actually makes you feel loved. And so, you know, if, if affection, if acts of service, compliments, whatever it is, it's important if you're wanting that love to grow between people and that love that grows that also becomes a healing love, that we need to give people information. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the five love languages describe five ways that people receive and express love in relationships. So these five things are words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. Now, knowing the person's love language and letting them know what yours is, is a way to help you both get along better for one, also understand each other better, love each other better, feel more appreciated, but more than anything, it goes back to that concept we've talked about in other shows of the need to be seen. See, if I am loved by someone in the way they like to be loved, it's, it's a wonderful gesture. It's nice. But if they really determine to love me in the language that I feel loved, that's way, that's big. That's a home run. So part of it is really recognizing that one type is no better than the other. It's just part of the uniqueness of people. So when we think about the five love languages, I know you've probably become very familiar with the, with the um, book by Chapman. And it was first published in 1992. But before writing the book, Chapman began to notice patterns in couples he was counseling. And so he realized that couples were misunderstanding each other's needs. It wasn't that there was a lack of love. It was, I'm thinking that if I give you what I need, you're going to feel better. And I'm assuming that we need the same thing. So what we find is that people really do feel loved in very different ways. So we have, again, that words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. So none of them are better than the other. It's part of your DNA. It's just the way you're made. So when we look at this idea of words of affirmation, think about that. It's about expressing affection, maybe, but through spoken words, praise, or appreciation. See, when someone's primary love language is words of affirmation, they enjoy kind words and comfort and encouragement and uplifting quotes and love notes and cute little text messages. You know, all these kinds of things you like make this person's day. You know, it's complimenting them or pointing out what they do well. This is the idea of being seen. Words of affirmation. So you can see me very well, but if you don't tell me, then it doesn't click with me. I don't really know that you're seeing me because the way I feel seen is if you put it in words like, hey, thank you so much for taking the trashes out. I was thinking I had to do that and I was exhausted. So I really appreciate that. I feel so loved that you took that out. And I didn't have to do it. Right. So the words of affirmation have a lot to do with expressing and explaining how you're feeling about the person, what you see about them, what you love about them. So how about this one? Quality time. 
No, I, I feel I feel badly for the quality time people <laughs> because our world is not very good at accommodating. So quality time is a really important one because this is the person that needs some undivided attention, that really needs you not to multitask when you're hanging out with them. They really want to know that you want to be with them solely, that they are the reason that you're meeting. And that it isn't because you're talking about other things or running things by one another all the time. You're not telling stories. You know, whatever it may be, what you're saying is, hey, I see you. I'm interested in you. I want to know what's going on with you. So this means that they don't answer the cell phone. They turn off the computer. They make a lot of eye contact and do a lot of active listening. And active listening is many times just repeating what the person just said so that they know you heard what they said and you take it seriously. So people with this love language are looking for quality over quantity. So you can do more in 10 minutes than spending three hours with them if you're really making it quality. So we have another one, and this is physical touch. And a person with physical touch as their primary love language loves physical affection. Th- this doesn't necessarily mean sex, okay? Now, that, that is certainly physical. However, physical affection means I want hugs. I want you to look at me in the eye. I want you to touch me as I walk by. I want to cuddle with you. I want to lay with you. I want to sit super close while we're watching TV together. I want us to share food together. All these types of things is physical touch. And so it means that, hey, I see you. Because touching our skin, you have to remember that skin is hugely alive. And it knows when it's touched. And so it sends all kinds of messages. You know, I put my hand on your shoulder. I give you a hug. I kiss you on the cheek. I pat you on the back. These types of things really help people that love physical touch to feel seen, to to know that you see them, you care about them, you're thinking about them, and you love them. So this person's idea of probably a perfect date, it might just include cuddling on the couch with, you know, I don't know, a glass of wine and, and some silly movie. They simply want to be close to the person. And closeness to them is not sharing ideas or secrets or making it necessarily even sexual. Sharing good physical time with them simply means skin to skin. We're close to one another. We look in each other's eyes. So another one that is a little bit different is acts of service. And acts of service means that your partner or friend or daughter or son or whoever feels love if you do nice things for them. See, they, they, to them, they go, wow, they really get me. They know what I like. They know what I need. And they feel appreciated. So it might be helping with the dishes. It might be running errands. It might be simply vacuuming, putting gas in the car. Right? Making sure that, like what my husband does, he makes sure I have Diet Pepsi because that's my favorite thing to drink. And I know I'm going to hear about it again. (laughs) Nobody wants me drinking Diet Pepsi. And I say, hey, 
I'm working on it still, okay? <laughs> so, but, but Michael, he'll do that for me. He'll say, hey, do you have enough Diet Pepsi? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Instead of him, you know, judging me, he just makes sure he's like, is that what you need? Okay. And so it's an act of service on his part. He doesn't drink Diet Pepsi. He doesn't even like it. And so when you understand acts of service might be something as simple as that, then you recognize that that act of service causes their, you know, love tank to be so full. And then we have another one. And this is the last one. It's receiving gifts. And for someone who uses and responds to this love language, this whole gift giving, it indicates love and affection. So it's not, it's similar to quality time, but it's really about closeness. So they treasure not only the gift itself, but also the time and effort that that gift you've done to put into it. So it's, it's giving them somewhat, something that they know that you will love because they know you. And so when, when they take the time to pick out a gift specifically for you, it tells you that they really know you. And so this love language has a lot to do with feeling seen and being known. And so there's lots of different ways to find out what your love language is. But more than anything, I want you to just think about what we started with. And that is this idea of letting people love you. It's a gift because the giver feels as good as the receiver. And so think about how you can love someone and love them well and be willing to do that. And if they are wanting to love you, even if they miss the mark, it still is an act of love. And it's imperative that we reciprocate that we let people know that we see it, that we feel it, that we understand their, their effort in doing it. Because this is what strengthens families. This is what strengthens humans. This is what strengthens countries. And so just those gestures, just your willingness to say, hey, I'm going to let them love me, even if <laughs> it's not really what I wanted. I love the gesture. I love the thought. I love the moment. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me. And truly, you listening to this, that's my love language. <laughs> Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com 
or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.